can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. Nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. We look to the future, but embrace our past. We study, we analyze. We race on Sunday, so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. Through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection, learn. How to make product for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision. That's where it all started. 
Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Brand, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Fly Racing. Presented by Traction MX Seat Covers, Moto Ice Wrap, and Justified Cultures. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, but with us on the line, we've got none other than Blake Wharton. Blake, how's it going? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for making some time for us once again. It uh, hasn't been too long since we last chatted with you, but uh, there has been a race and uh, some fireworks, I might add. Um, let's talk about it right off the hop. It's the thing that's on everybody's mind. It's on everybody's Instagram and social media. Uh, the get-together of um, Chad Reed and Ryan Dungey. Uh, Chad Reed uh, held up Ryan Villapoto. Chad Reed held up Ryan Dungey for three laps and um, basically wasn't moving over while getting that blue flag. I'd love to get your take on this uh, because it's uh, it's kind of a hot button issue right now. Yeah, it was a it was a bit of a shame for for Ryan considering it was a pretty great night for him, like we've seen um, in the past few weekends. Uh, Eli's had uh, a big lead in the main by that point in the race, eight seconds, you know, and twenty seconds at times. So for Ryan to be that close, I would say he's within striking distance. And whether he would have been able to make a pass or not remains to be seen. But he was he he might have been able to apply pressure and force Eli into a mistake. So I can see where Ryan would be bummed out. And then I can also see um, Chad's point of view uh, where they had a bit of animosity um, from the from that heat race. It just seems like the, all things seem to point to Chad Reed not feeling respected whatsoever while racing Ryan Dungey. Um, what's your take on that and basically uh, the two of them not respecting sure. each other very much? Yeah, I, I'd say that, you know, most people race these top guys with, with a certain amount of respect because they're so good and and they've been so successful. Um, and you can you can have a great ride and still respect the next guy. Um, but at the same time, you know, you're not going to roll over for anyone. And Chad has been at this a long time and, and he's been defying the odds for a long time. And I can respect that, you know, he's, he's, he's succeeding. Um, he's had successful races this year and, um, as, as an older, as an older athlete in a young man's game. Um, and so you can't, like you said, you can't expect Chad to just pull over. I mean, if he's got a fighting chance or fighting breath at all, you're going to expect Chad Reed to, to risk it and put it out on the line. And I think that Dungey is just a little bit um, surprised by that, where he shouldn't be. Um, but, yeah, racing is racing. And, you know, they're going to have first-term pileups. They're going to have get-togethers. They're going to have practice incidents. And it can all it all can cultivate, you know, uh, at the at the end of the night and that for a main event, which is, is great racing for us. Um, not, so, not so much for a guy who's going for a championship. I totally agree. In a lot of ways, I'm very surprised that Ryan Dungey would even engage and kind of poke the bear, so to speak, with with Chad Reed, knowing that this is a, a guy who's got the speed. He's not just your your uh, a back marker that uh, can't seriously 
okay. screw with your, your championship. This is a guy who's been on the podium this year and, and won a lot of races by his own right. I was surprised to see that Ryan Dungey would even go there because of the, uh, the ramifications that can come along with that. No, I think you're right. Um, Dungey has more to lose in this circumstance. You know, he's the guy with the points lead and, and, and a small points lead, but he's got the points lead. And, and you could say that Chad has nothing to lose. Um, you're right. I think that they both feel like they were disrespected. Um, you know, Chad is a podium contender. He's finished on the podium this year, and he still has his feet, like you say. Depending on the practice, he can lay down one of the faster times, be top five, top three. Um, I'm looking forward to next weekend. I'll just put it that way because, you know, I think Chad's got he's got more fire, you know, left to, to show, and he might have a have a good start. And Dungey's got to try to win this championship, and so it's going to be exciting regardless. A uh, bit of a shame, but hey, it's racing. Well, I think we're all looking forward to next weekend. Uh, I think that Chad Reed could honestly exactly. take this about as far as he wants to at this point, and uh, he he may just take it to that next level as far as uh, more aggression because uh, he's got a small slap of the wrist of uh, of five points and $5,000, neither of which really affects Chad Reed's winter whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But uh, needless to say, there's some serious buzz generated around this weekend in Seattle. Yeah, it's sort of like an MMA fight. It's sort of hyping it up to the last round. So who knows what's going to happen at Vegas? There could be some fireworks. Well, there's always... Well, there's always fireworks. Well, there's always fireworks in Vegas, but definitely would be good to see some on the track. Uh, only time will tell whether or not uh, this will continue to become a narrative in this series. But uh, nevertheless, uh, I think Chad Reed is uh, not somebody who enjoys being lapped whatsoever, and uh, that's what's making it most difficult on Ryan Dungey. You're right. Um, most of the guys that I think Dungey and Tomac are used to lapping, you know, they they sort of get out of the way when they see that blue flag. But when you start lapping guys who have the ability to slow you up and actually have the ability to beat you on a good night, that's a different thing entirely. And so, yeah, I'd say he needs to focus on, on that win and it's, and it's coming close and he's, you know, it's, it's all there. Hey, this is Zach Cummins from Phoenix Racing Co. You're listening to the big MX radio show. We're going to commercial. We'll be right back. Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live what you love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Matty Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffe, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don Justified Cultures clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day, so we created Justified Cultures. Navigate JustifiedCultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at JustifiedCultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. This is a test of your RacersIndex.com awareness. 
This was a test to see if you're ready to be found at racersindex.com. Supercross and Arena Cross are coming up. Now is the time to secure your position on a team. Mechanics, models, riders, flaggers, team owners, production specialists, anything related to racing. Be found at racersindex.com. Click it for your ticket to be found and become part of the racing industry. Racersindex.com, your ultimate race production resource. Visit racersindex.com now. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast Radio Show. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off on the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. Totally agree. I think Ryan Dudgy really needs to sort things out on his own game right now, fry his own fish, as they sure. say, and, uh, and and get things done to uh, towards the championship because that's the big picture. Let's switch our focus over to the 250 class. Uh, it's a championship that is heating up. Every single week, yeah. uh, there's five guys that uh, have have been able to get to the top of uh, whether it be the the podium or make basically vie for wins so far this year. But uh, Jordan Smith, I wanted to talk to you specifically about that uh, confidence factor of rattling off two cha- two wins in a row, um, and uh, it's it's it just seems like the kid. Uh, it just seems like things are really clicking right now for Jordan Smith. Yeah, and um, once it's two in a row, I'd say it's no mistake. Um, and so he's won, and he knows he can win. And that's a dangerous guy for those guys who are out there, um, who've been out there competing for a championship. You know, Savachi and and Osborne. Where, that's where the eyes have sort of been. But you're right. Uh, Smith has been there this whole time, and he's been very consistent. He's he's been able to put down the results. Where I've seen a few guys make mis- a few mistakes. We've seen it. There's Smith. He's he's got the endurance. He's got the bike, and he's got the ability to go out there and win. And he did it this weekend. And he certainly knows it. I think that Smith had a he he had he was able to come into this season somewhat an underdog. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the eyes were on Craig and Savachi, being guys who had won last year and being guys that people predicted to win. And sometimes that can play against you. Uh, where Smith flew under the radar, came in here, got a win, or got a podium at the first round. A few rounds later, got a win. He's on a second win now, and he's six points down from the championship. I'd say he's in a pretty great place. Absolutely. It's, it'll be interesting to see how each guy handles the, the time off. If you're Joey Savacci, you got guys nipping at your heels. You haven't had some confidence off of any of these races. Even when he won the race, he was not happy with his performance. you got Jordan Smith, who's got momentum, speed, and uh, things are clicking. And then you're uh, the guy who's had the points lead for the majority of this series – 
Zach Osborne, uh, he he needs to to get his homework done. He needs to get to the top of the podium. So uh, safe to say, most of these guys won't be uh, focusing on on outdoors anytime soon. Well, I'd say that all those guys are not going to go straight to outdoors. I mean, I think they might do some outdoor riding to mix it up a bit. But as you said, they're all championship contenders, and so it's going. To, it could come down to Vegas. And you never know what Vegas is going to look like. It could be traditional Vegas, which is which looks a lot like a California uh, practice track, or it can be a mutter like it was last year, which throws everyone for a loop. And we saw that championship last year come down to one point with Sirachi, and so he knows um, he knows every point counts. Um, but as as to going on this break, and he's got the he's got the points lead, but didn't win this last round. I would I would suspect he's going to continue to do what he's doing. Uh, it was enough to win the first round, which means a lot. And it's enough to have the points lead now. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the little mistakes he's made have cost him, uh, but he can work that out on the practice track, and he can he can you know focus on uh, about he can focus on that um, in the next few weeks. Um, and if he can eliminate those mistakes, I think he'd have a much bigger lead right now. Uh, but like you say, with Zach, his fate is no longer in his own hands. Maybe that relieves a little bit of the pressure. Maybe he comes back and wins the last two rounds, and, hey, he's got the championship. Otherwise, you know, Smith has a great shot. And so it is interesting when you have three guys um, coming down to the wire where where usually the guy has won the championship by the second to last round, or it's just two guys. Three, three's a crowd. And so it's good for us, but it's, it's a bit of a crowd for those guys going for it. Well, that's what makes this class so exciting. You've got Adam Cianciarillo and Chet and... Christian Craig, who can become that spoiler. They can mix things up. And uh, the battling in the 250 class has been uh, far superior than the 450 class all year long. And I think that is something that uh, holds true as to why we can never really get away from giving a great amount of attention to the 250 class because the racing is always good. Yeah, um, I'd say you're right. Cinturello and Craig could definitely come out for time. And as the bikes have gotten faster, you know, so has so has the style, so has uh, it changed a bit. But the lights action is always good, you know. And I raced the lights class for for many years, and I can honestly say that it was it was great racing. And you know, I think everyone wants to make it to that 450 class. There's generally more money. There's generally a little more spotlight. But no one would ever turn away the lights class. Just hey, yet, my friend. But for the for, but for podcast, I got off right there. Show. We're going to commercial. We'll be right back. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Dyko Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels.
Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it. These guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one of a kind. The reason why they're one of a kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market. From supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, 10-pack of tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral Brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the viral brand. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes, check. Four strokes, check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road racers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicky Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Bill'sPipes.com today and never settle. Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast Radio Show. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. No, I love the 250s. Absolutely love it. But let's talk a little bit about what you've had going on for your last weekend and uh, uh, using that well of knowledge and the skills that you have to uh, shape the, the minds and the skills of, uh, of young athletes in Arizona working with Sean Kalos. And uh, I think that it's, it's great to see you passing on some of that uh, knowledge because uh, what you've been teaching this past weekend is uh, with some of the athletes that we might be seeing in Saturdays to come. Yeah, we've been training the last few weekends um, together here in Arizona, and this weekend we were at EP Motocross Park, which was a great place. Actually, for my first time um, 
there was this weekend. And so I got to ride and we did the school and we got to see some, some great progress. I've really enjoyed working with Sean. He's a former supercross motocross professional and a, and a great rider then, but he's also still a pretty great rider. And so we'll have some, some good little runs with each other. And yeah, it's, it's, it's great to see progress from these guys who've been working hard and been at, been at it for a few years. And, you know, you just want to pass along what you've learned, which is, which is might've taken us, you know, a long time to learn, but uh, we'll, we'll be here this weekend training again. And so we haven't really decided where we'll be this weekend, but there's a lot of great tracks in the Phoenix Tucson area. And so we intend to be back at it. When you're teaching, uh, does it ever uh, remind you to work on some of the th- sort of things that you need to work on? Because uh, nobody's perfect. We all have bad habits. And uh, does this make you more cognitive of some of the things that you, too, need to work on to uh, kind of hone your craft? Yes. It's one thing to be able to do it yourself, um, and it's another thing to be able to teach. And, and so you can find that some of the greatest riders that we've had in, in the sport can be really good teachers and some of them can be just average teachers and some guys who might be considered privateers or might be considered a lesser writer they can teach and do a great job because teaching really in my opinion is a separate skill um so teaching my my own personal opinion teaching you know helps me to sort of reflect on what i've done what's worked what hasn't and sort of step out of my own um comfort zone a bit and you know, really expand upon, you know, my own motorcycle horizons and, and even work the, the drills again myself and get back into my own head. So I encourage it. I think if you, if you have the opportunity to teach these guys or any, any up-and-coming riders or aspiring professionals, definitely do so. I agree. Now, what's something that uh, a lot of these athletes are doing? What are, what's a, a common problem that you're seeing in either technique or uh, just bad habits as far as uh, on two wheels? Well, I think that's, a, that's an interesting question because I wouldn't say that there's one bad habit that is any worse than the next. Um, but I will say that you, you want to break bad habits um, as early as possible because these bikes are getting to the point where they're, you know, they, they, um, bikes have always been dangerous, but they're so fast now, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to go out there with a, with a novice skill set and jump on a brand new 450 and go for the triple. And so I would say technique is, is very important for the pros. It's in, you know, to any of you youngsters out there who are looking to get into motocross, learn those techniques now and save your, save yourself some time and some, some energy in the long run. Now, you're a professional rider. I know you've got to have a ton of kids that are asking you, how do I whip? How do I do scrubs? What do you, how do you handle that? Sure. If you want to teach someone how to scrub, just tell them to Google James Stewart in 2003. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, no, back in the 125 days, bikes were a little lighter, a little easier to throw around, at least for him. Um, no, you're right. Scrubbing is sort of a, sort of a highlight of the sport. I think a lot of guys, very glamorous to whip the scrub and, and it's evolved over the years. Um, I never was a big whipper myself. I, I kind of stayed away from that for a long time, but to be honest with you now and say that I've been practicing that more in recent, in recent years and feel more comfortable in the air. And, and I myself have continued to learn and continue to progress in that area. Well, I remember the one time I, I actually got a chance to talk to, Oh, no, no. I, I would say that for the, for the young man or the aspiring professional, uh, I'd say focus on the turns because that's where you win the races. Um, go on. Oh, sorry. I was just, uh, remembering the first time I got to talk to, uh, Mike Alessi. I remember bringing up the question as to, uh, how often or if he ever, uh, practices whips or, or ha- play rides and stuff like that because he's always been so regimented. And, uh, just seeing like, him never really, I'm trying to think of a photo of, 
of him ever throwing the bike sideways or uh, other than maybe for a promo shot or something like that um, because these riders are so focused on finding that extra 10th. No, it's true. I think if you have the ability to do it, um, then that's great. It can be a part of your strategy. We've all seen a guy stay low or scrub a triple and he makes a pass. And then so, and, and having that ability is a good thing, I would say. Um, not overusing it or abusing it um, would is is another thing, um, though, as well. Because you've seen it, like we said, um, some riders don't use it and they still win. You know, Ryan Villapoto wasn't, wasn't a big scrubber or a big whipper and dungy uh, the same way and so i think they've proven those guys have proven that you don't need it to win you don't need it to be a great great rider and a great athlete and at the end of the day there's still more turns on these tracks than there are jumps and so it's something to practice and uh in your spare time i think it's a good thing to go over it can teach you bike skills and there's a lot of different drills that you can do to to work on those things um but definitely not a necessity I always find it interesting to see uh, these riders when they're practicing or when they uh, are, are doing their sight laps. They're able to do these these just unspeakable things on bikes that uh, just always like boggles the mind. Um, whether it be like something like uh, like doing stoppies over over a, a supercross table and stuff like that, like they get it on the front wheel and just drop it in. When do you guys start to work on stuff like that? Is that just totally just playing around at the track, or uh, at what point does that kind of, that kind of stuff start to uh, come about? Well, I think a lot of those guys, a lot of the racers will learn those skills at a relatively young age, um, doing wheelies, doing nose stoppies, maybe when they're in the amateur ranks with a little less strenuous of a program, maybe not quite as drill sergeant, as, as you said. Um, whereas a lot of those guys that have had that drill sergeant sort of mentality for many years never got to play ride, you know. Um, play riding can teach you a lot of things. I mean, it's, it's time on a dirt bike, and um, you can discover new things, and you can um, you can refine certain skills, and that's basically how the scrub was invented, if I'm not mistaken. You know, James Stewart starts hitting things so hard where that momentum has to go somewhere, and it ends up going sideways. So definitely a lot that can be learned. What was a special skill that you had during your career that uh, would stick out uh, among uh, things that maybe somebody else isn't so good at? Well, I I think that's a, a question we might have to ask the audience, but I was... Uh, I was known as a great a great starter, and so there's definitely been a lot of great starters over the years, but uh, I definitely think that that was a good skill to have, and it has to do with reaction. It has to do with technique. It has to do with um, practice and repetition. Um, so that, that one definitely stood out, I would say. Who was the best goon rider you were teammates with? Best goon rider I was ever on a team with, I would say Trey Kennard was, was pretty good. I actually yeah, I watched that sort of, sort of seen him, be, I've seen him, you know, goon ride for many years, so he's definitely got it. Who's the best uh, whipper or uh, had be- who had the best scrubs of anybody that you were teammates with? Whipping, yeah, Trey, he, he's had some, some pretty good moments, I would say. He, he sort of had his own style for a long time, still does, and he can still do all those things. Um, but there was a lot of guys who could throw a pretty big whip and who could do those, do those scrubs. Um, but I would say Trey probably had it, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about Trey Kennard, uh, a guy who you were teammates with, who's had a forgettable 2017 uh, for all intents and purposes. Uh, what do you see when you watch your old teammate ride? Because uh, that same flair, the 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 uh, we have not seen the Trey Kennard from yesteryear, and uh, I, I 
there's a number of different reasons why injuries and uh, maybe being a little bit gun shy, want to maybe just want to stay off the ground for a bit. What's your take on all that? Well, based on what I've seen, I've seen a tough season. Um, if you can, if you can carry momentum from the first round, like we've seen him do uh, a lot, you know, in, in seasons past, it can just sort of change your year, and then you have momentum and you can sort of carry it through. Uh, he he hasn't had that year. He's he's had a lot of injuries and and maybe he's still adjusting to the bike. This is the first year on that KTM forum, and he was on the Honda for so long. You know, I think that perhaps that could be something as well. But yeah, just just a lot of injuries this year and a lot of um, time off the bike. Really, he's he hasn't been racing week in and week out, and so I don't even think we've seen the best of Trey Kennard this year. We really haven't had a chance to because he just he simply hasn't had enough time out there. And, you know he's had a few a few rough goes and been been bumped around a little, but um, I think if he can if he can get healed up from whatever he's struggling with right now and and come out to outdoors with a with a, a renewed mindset, I think we might see um, an older Trey Kennard or an older version of Trey Kennard, which who who can win, who can lead laps, who can do all that stuff. Absolutely, I hope that Jack. Absolutely. I hope that Trey Kennard gets all things figured out because uh, the sport is better with him uh, being successful in the sport, I do believe. Um, let's talk a little bit about what's going on this weekend with, uh, or two weekends from now, uh, going on in uh, in Freestone, Texas. Is that uh, another riding clinic or just a ride day? Um, actually, that's not on, that's not at Freestone, if I'm not mistaken. That's, that is a, that is a, uh, a ride day uh, training seminar with, uh, with James Marshall, a friend of mine, who's uh, this is actually our, our fourth year we've done it, and so we usually go down there to Freestone. Free but uh, all that information is on uh, is on social media. We'll definitely be in the Houston area, and um, we'll be doing that on the fifteenth. And then this weekend we'll be doing some more training. Me and Sean will be doing some more training in the Phoenix Tucson area. And so if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to me online, social media, and we can get something scheduled. And that is, of course, Blake Warden on Instagram as well as Twitter. Blake, always a pleasure to make some time for you, my friend, and uh, we thank you for making some time for us. Uh, don't hang up just yet, my friend, but for the for, but for podcast sake, I'm going off right there. Thank you. Alrighty.